Hey everybody, what's going on? Mark here with the intro. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And this week I have a very special guest to help me with the intro. Very special guest. What is your name? Charles Storrs. Charles Storrs. What's up, buddy? Good to have you. Thank you. So this week, Charles, what is happening this week? Thanksgiving and my birthday. Your birthday and Thanksgiving. You get the double whammy of turkey and birthday cake and pizza and toys. How awesome is that? Awesome. It's pretty dope. So because you're here to help me with the intro, I'm going to take you step by step through what we're going to do, okay? Okay. All right. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is going to be Cryptid Crate. Now, we recently got a Cryptid Crate. And uh, how, how did you feel about this Cryptid Crate? It was awesome. What was your favorite thing in the crate? The keychain. The Bigfoot keychain? Yes. You also let the t-shirt, right? Yes. Pretty much everything in the Cryptid Crate was pretty awesome. Yeah. So are you saying that a Cryptid Crate would be a pretty cool idea for a kid? Uh, yes. For like a birthday present or maybe like a Christmas present? Yes. Do we get uh, presents on Thanksgiving? No. Or do we? Oh, the the, the, the trick. We get turkey. <laughs> it's true. We get turkey. All right, so I'm going to start it off with the Cryptonaut Podcast is brought to you by Cryptid Crate. Visit cryptidcrate.com and enter our promo code GRAMPUS. That's G-R-A-M-P-U-S. That's what is GRAMPUS. At checkout for 10% off the entire life of your Cryptid Crate subscription. Cryptid Crate is a monthly subscription box filled with various cryptozoology and paranormal themed items to wear, display, and collect. Each month you can expect a carefully curated box filled with creeptastic pieces from indie makers and artisans pertaining to Bigfoot, Sasquatch, UFOs, ghosts, and other cryptid and mysterious creatures. And again, that is cryptidcrate.com. Enter our promo code... Grampus, that is G-R-A-M-P-U-S. At checkout to get 10% off the entire life of your Cryptid Crate subscription. All right, so also, too, coming up, we got our T Public Black Friday sale. Well, all the merch in the T Public shop is going to be on sale for 30%. I believe that starts Thursday, but keep an eye on the socials because we're going to post it up when it goes live. So, Charles, can you tell the listeners at home about the T Public Black Friday sale? We are going to have four brand new T-shirts for sale. And they're going to be, I don't know what they're going to be. I My dad told me not to tell you them because I think he wants them to be a s- surprise. My dad, Chris, and Rob have worked really hard. Please buy them. And, yeah, back to my dad. <laughs> that, you know, that's a pretty good pitch, actually. That's a really good pitch. So, yeah, uh, like Charles said, we got four new designs going up. Uh, we also activated the baseball T-shirts and the totes, so those are going to be there as well. Uh, so yeah, be sure to check that out. The link will be in the description of this podcast for that. And again, be sure to check the socials where we will post up when the sale starts. Uh, I think that's going to do it for the intro. So Charles, thank you very much, my dude, for helping me out with the intro. Thank you for listening sending him awesome stuff. Oh, and thank you for sending him that awesome comic, whoever you are. And cookies. I love cookies. All right, there you have it. So without further ado, Christopher Q. That creepy music.
Hello, welcome to the Kryptonite Podcast. I'm Mark Stores, and with me as always is... I'm Chris. And... Rob Morphy. Welcome to this week's episode. As always, be sure to follow us on the social medias, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebooks. I got a thing happening on Instagram with our stories. Uh, if you get any Kryptonaut swag or some merch from Tee Public, or you get any pins or stickers from our big cartel shop, do up an Instagram story, tag us in it, and then I'm going to restory it, and then I'm going to feature it in our merch highlight tab. I know it's a lot of words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It you, took me forever to figure this the fuck out, let me you, tell you. You lost me. I, yeah, I'm still a, trying to think about, about a it. a sentence or two yeah. back, but so that's okay. Instagram I, stories has this little feature where you can do highlights, where you can be like, here's a highlight of my stories. And you can run the highlights, and it just it just loops a bunch of different stories together. That just sounds delightful. So I've got one for our merch, and I asked a bunch of people last night to send some stuff in, and they did. So so it's kind of cool. Someone's like, oh, what's merch? And then it shows you where you can buy the merch, and then it shows you people wearing the merch. Sweet. So it's a way for us to push product. You know, I occasionally use people's enhanced technology, which I you know don't really have access to on my own. And I have seen some of the Instagram posts, and it's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. I love the interaction that, that you guys get to enjoy. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's cool. So um, so do that, Instagram. Um, ratings and reviews are important for the show. Be sure to leave your ratings and reviews in the Apple podcast apps and the iTunes. Um, it is greatly appreciated. Be Indeed. sure to stick around after the show where we're going to be doing some ratings and reviews there. All right, so this week we are going to a country that we love. Love deeply, mm. passionately, and not as frequently as we used to because now we need passports. Near and dear to our hearts, our good friends in Canada. Mm. The Garson Invaders. According to the files of Project Blue Book, a young immigrant miner had an all-too-close encounter with a trio of colossal, cycloptic, insectoid creatures whose appearance and secret message were so disturbing that the eyewitness passed out from sheer terror. Or terror. Terror. Or terror. Yeah. Say it right. Get a free euro. I'm going to give you the uh, extra credit here for the sheer terror reference, which is like one of my favorite hardcore I do. Bands. I do like to dip oh, them in. Yeah. I do yeah, like to dip them in. I like that. But the fact is, this is a really fascinating case. I, everyone loves to call uh, when a nation like has a big UFO event, like Rendlesham is Britain's Roswell. You know, no, this, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard tell some people indicate that this is Britain's Roswell, though also the Shag Harbor incident is. Fuck comparing everything to Roswell, just like comparing every like monster to Nessie. Sure, right. this is really one of the most fascinating and flat out fucking frightening, weird, uh, close encounters that I've ever come across. All right, and it begins like this. The captivating case of the Garson Invaders was first made public by a minister and ABC radio host from Buffalo, New York, named Elder Charles Beck. Now, let's not assume his parents named him Elder. That is a clergy title. That's a a, a religious ordination. Is it a Mormon thing, an elder? It it is a Mormon thing, but it also is employed um, by the Roman Catholics. Okay. So I'm not sure what religion... uh, Elder Beck was right, but I just wanted to be so. Clear. It could be like Elder Rob, Elder Mark, yeah, Elder Chris, El Eldorado. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna say <laughs> that. Wow, that was so obvious. I am like, where is the rim shot? <laughs> oh my god! But it fuck uh, off. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, sometimes the fruit is low, and I kick it. Sometimes you what gotta I do. I the kick fruit, fruit is low. I you kick fruit. When the fruit is low, <laughs> I kick it. I scavenge. I'm a vulture. Fuck off. <laughs> Beck, an avid UFO investigator, and Michael Bolton, a local oh, reporter. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, no. I, 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 Wait, from Buffalo, big Michael hair, Bolton? It's big rare that I beautiful. audibly gasp. Yeah, and there I did. The dude from Office Space, Michael Bolton. Could you the imagine? Michael, the, 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 yeah, the singer. Bolton. He's a fine singer. 
I mean, I don't really enjoy his work, but I got to say, I love the fact that he's willing to self-parody. Yeah. And that he does what he does to the fucking max. So not only... Yeah, he is what he is. There's no... And dude, he used to be kind of like in a rock band. Like really? He used to kind of play yeah. some rock and hmm. or stuff. I mean, you can tell his voice is pretty... Yeah. Oh, it could get pretty intense. Fucking, yeah, yeah, but then he just went into like love songs. Right. I mean, I don't think any of us are big Mike, Mike, like Michael Bolton fans. Oh, no. Are we? Okay. no, no, no. Just checking. But Mr. No, Bolton, he found his niche. He did. The one in question. Right. <laughs> Not the superstar. Okay. <laughs> a, a local reporter from the Sudbury Daily Star. And I just enjoy the word Sudbury. 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 Am I Sudbury. up in Buffalo? In, in that area. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. I assume. So Beck and Bolton conducted an extensive taped interview with the witness to this extraordinary event less than a week after it transpired. So this is how we now know about it. The eyewitness in question was a 23-year-old miner and painter, we don't know of what origin, named Ennio Lasarza, who had migrated from Italy to Canada in order to find gainful employment and make a better life for himself. Solid as immigrants are wont to do. Yep. Solid yeah. move, yeah. And Canada is a beautiful country. Absolutely. And it's a great place to... Immigrate to? Yeah. We've maybe we've put feelers out there, maybe we haven't. I'm not here to give any of that information. No. Hasn't worked out. They don't really want us. Not really. Yeah. It's okay. I don't though. blame you them. know why though? We I, want them. Yeah, we do. Oh, and oh, our oh. hearts will go on, but not really. Oh. Lasarza. <laughs> Little could this decent, hard working immigrant have imagined when he began work that fateful day of July second, nineteen fifty four that he was about to become the epicenter of one of the most bizarre and terrifying ostensibly extraterrestrial encounters in the annals of ufology. He didn't know. Whoops. He just couldn't have imagined. I mean, Chris and I are literally on the edge of our seat here. Yeah. <laughs> We're listening to Papa speak. Indeed. What makes the matter even more intriguing is the positive marks the Blue Book case file notes regarding Elder Beck's high opinion of Ennio's character. And this is what he said. As far as Elder Beck and the reporter could ascertain, Lasarza is regarded in his community as a model citizen with a good record. He had and has nothing whatever to gain by bringing down on his head the pitiless glare of publicity mm. of an unfavorable kind, and he impressed the elder and reporter as being intelligent and level-headed, even though he is naive concerning what the rest of the world knows about saucers. Which is just, I guess, in the mid-50s, a colloquial okay. term for the whole yeah. UFO experience. So this is what <laughs> Elder Beck and Michael Bolton okay. thought. Like how many, he, he's not that into UFOs. No. He's level-headed. He's a painter. He's, into, he's a minor. People love his shit. Yeah. Um, and for our listeners out there, too, if you're not sure about uh, Project Blue Book, you can look all that up. Um, I would recommend uh, Rob Christofferson's podcast, Our Strange Skies. He has a couple of really cool episodes with like, about like J. Allen Hynek and a bunch of Project Blue Book stuff. If we were going to do an episode on it, yes, it would be like a seven-part episode. It could be very long. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, be, you know what? We can encapsulate yeah. it fairly quick. The United States government, after the well, the dawn of the modern UFO phenomenon, which is, of course, 1947 with Kenneth Arnold, um, had to respond to this because people were calling in reports constantly. And, of course, when a foreign object is in your airspace, you have to at least be aware of it. Right. So there was early projects, Project Grudge, Project Sign. Eventually, it morphed to uh, Project Blue Book, which some people say started out as an earnest um, investigation to get to the bottom of this. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it was made popular because J. Allen Hynek, yeah. the scientist that, you know, was the sweet Van Dyke that we yeah, all know and, and love, sure. who was, you know, did a cameo in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. He started off as a guy that would help debunk things for them and, and then eventually became an open-minded right. believer, for lack yeah. of a better word. Yeah. But, but what 
makes Blue Book shady is that its purview went from ostensibly trying to get to the truth to trying to make um, the world at large disbelieve in the UFO phenomenon so that basically the Air Force wouldn't have their lines all jammed up if there was a mass sighting. Yeah. I mean, part of it was like legitimate safety concerns about their ability to react to a Soviet attack, especially. Sure. And part of it was they just were sick of taking reports because even though there seemed to be genuinely anomalous and advanced pieces of aircraft in our airspace doing shit that we couldn't possibly fathom, it didn't seem to pose a threat and it ended up taking more bureaucratic manpower Right, right. To deal with I it. I think eventually, too, yeah. it just got more from the like a disinformation campaign. Oh, absolutely. So, and same with the Condon report. But yeah, again, yeah. check out uh, Rob Christofferson's pod, as Mark said, and you can find. I mean, most of our listeners probably are well versed right. in the way of definitely. Blue Book. But but if you don't happen to be, this is this is with the ultimate like the cliff notes of the cliff notes. Yeah, do yourself a favor yeah. and do a deep dive because there is a ton of cool shit. And one of those cool things in there is a story right here. Absolutely. And this is what I love about. And I'm going to not digress anymore for this. The uh, um, what is that? The Freedom of Information Act. Boy, that, yeah. that that this eventually got released. Like mm. the files on this and the letter that we're going to quote from extensively in this article that was in the Project Blue Book file regarding the Garson invaders would never have been available to the public right. were it not for uh, a FOIA, like I say. So yeah. pretty stoked about that. According to a partially redacted letter found in the Blue Book files, the incident occurred on the day in question at about 5 p.m., Ennio was finishing his day's duties for a nickel mining company, the Garson Mine specifically, located in Garson, about five miles from Sudbury, Ontario. All right, so Sudbury, Ontario. Okay, cool. So, so the reporter's from Ontario, the right. bishop is from Buffalo. Literally but it's all right by the border. Ten miles away from yeah. each other, not even. So he was at the, the Garson Mine okay. when he noticed something large plummeting out of the northern sky. This is an extract from the Blue Book letter. Ennio noted with surprise an object hurtling down from the skies with several times the speed of a jet plane. He thought it would crash, but it slowed down and ended by hovering just above the ground. So that's always going to be a mind fuck. It's an interesting yeah, aerial maneuver. Yeah. It's a cool way to land a plane. Like super fast plummet. And then... Er now, do Harriers, when they come down, do they, uh, I know that they normally, they, yeah. they, they, they they're vertical they landing and vertical, takeoff. So they yeah. can do that. Okay, cool. But this is not a Harrier. No, not no. at all. No, no, no. Ennio stared in shock as the huge orb, which he estimated to be about 25 feet in diameter, landed right before his eyes. As overwhelmed as he was, Ennio further noticed a set of portholes which wrapped around the objects, around the object, excuse me, and rudiments of what he surmised to be landing gear attached to the bottom of this object, but still hovering just above the ground. So huh. what, what looked like landing gear, but it was not being used. Right. It landed, but like false landed. It's an interesting uh, description of a UFO. Absolutely. Well, you know yeah. what it is? I like it's, the landing it's gear. It's the fucking ET UFO. A oh, big fucking yeah, orb, yeah. Yeah. which could very well just mean that the people researching and designing, you know, for Spielberg's film might have, and almost certainly did, extensive research into right. real UFOs and found this kind of interesting anomalous case and orb. maybe employed it. Starman was an orb too, right? Was it a big silver, was, a big yeah. silver orb? It was. It came. Oh yeah. Did he go to like the lake or something? And then he no, came. he was in that big crater. The the what you would call a crater? Oh, the, yeah, the one in yeah. the southwest. Yeah, there. The southwest they, crater. Yeah. 
We are well prepared. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, Starman's a tragic tale, honestly. Your love dies and then comes back as an alien, apparently. And even worse was the goddamn Robert Hayes series. back as an alien. The alien alien came back as him. The fucking TV series that I must have, for inexplicable reasons, watched at least half of. I know, me too. With the dude from Airplane, Mr. Hayes. I just don't know why. I know. Watch Starman. I'm, okay, I'm going to bring up Eddie <laughs> yeah, and the Cruisers. If we best. don't stop, I'm going to talk about Eddie and the Cruisers. A portal apparently what? opened on the side of the floating craft, and out came three of the most peculiar extraterrestrial entities on record. Ennio would describe these quasi-insectoid creatures as being approximately 13 feet tall. Oh, come on, With Ennio. a wasp-like greenish-blue epidermis, or perhaps exoskeleton. Oh, yeah. All right. So we're following so far. 13. It's just too, foot. You know, anything over 10 is just obnoxious. You're okay, so Chris is ceiling is 10 no, foot. No, anything so over, three foot anything above over that. 8 is pretty... Like, come on, man. Yeah, I agree. Get so your shit together. I know, they're just trying to fucking show up. <laughs> well, yeah. The human race and our modest height. When, you, when you're in the streets of the galaxy, you're not going to show... You're going to show up fucking balls to And the they're going to start fucking force. ragging on you, and then you got to give the old sizes and everything speech. We know yeah. how to commit genocide, and they still fucking rag on you. Yeah. Because they're cock-sucking they're, aliens. They're 13 feet tall. And, you know, what yeah. are you going to do? you got to fucking take the shit. They're going to bite your fucking head off. Well, it's going to get worse. All right, here we go. What? Even stranger was the part-time painter's claim that their faces were a color combination that he had never seen before. A new color? Yeah. It, yeah, it's a, a brand um, new... What the fuck do you do you with know, that? It's funny because you can't really physically imagine, imagine. a new color. Like, it's I not know, you can't because possible. if you could ma- imagine it, then it would, it would be a color. Chris the Prognosticator oh. has read ahead. Okay. And, and I write... While it is nearly impossible to imagine what an unrecognizable color combination might look like, it likely doesn't even compare to the intrinsic incongruity of these evidently bioluminescent creatures' anatomies, again from the Blue Book report. Mm. Their bodies seemed to glow, and they had a single eye in the center of what passed for a forehead. I love that. What passed Either they for- have a forehead... Or they don't. If, yeah. If Was there just like a little bit of space? So they're like, maybe, I guess you can call it and a you forehead. Know what? How do you recognize it as a forehead if it's not above the eyes? Or the you, eyes are the clear indicator yeah. of where the forehead starts. If you're questioning a forehead, it's probably not a forehead. Yeah. If you got to think like, is that a forehead? It's not. It's well, a knee. Well, maybe on their planet it is. It's a fucking elbow. You know, he's he's a simple immigrant. Don't be a shoulder man. blade. I know. His don't, be, don't be restrictions. Could be a shoulder blade. I know. How do you know? Blade. Maybe tell it's a fucking femur. Ah! Yeah, Exactly. So he's got a fucking eye in what passes for a forehead. All right. The beings also had six evenly distributed sets of arms and hairy legs. How hairy are we talking here? Three. Okay. Six right. arms. The hands were equipped with crab-like claws. Of course. They always are. Which opened and closed spasmodically. Always a cheerful sight. Because so it's, it's like, already 13 foot tall with a yeah, fucking single like, eye. Click, 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 click. Don't worry about it. This it's just happens. Scuttly I mean, I wanna, I, in yeah. my mind, I'm imagining that like, its legs are so hairy, it's a like goat fur on its legs. So it's almost <laughs> like it's, it's got like a like a pan or. I was you know? thinking more like cockroach, like those oh, bristles. No. I know that's what I was picturing too. No, like, see, uh, I'm thinking like, like, like crabs like, and like, stuff, like just like fur legs. So you got a full on chimera in your head, sort of. Yeah, it's fair enough. Pretty cool too, actually. Yeah, <laughs> is it? Fun. It's pretty fucking. Sweet. Yeah, no, really. So if you saw, if you'd you be like, oh, you know, if you could mount this fucker and ride it, it would be awesome. Oh no, this is an intergalactic steed. Yeah, totally. So it's not. When I drew a picture of this thing, I did it basically in silhouette because it's very difficult to capture unknown colors. 
just you know, uh, yeah, well, that's a simple artist advice. That's out a there. difficult. Um, and so what I did was I gave it um, the sets of six legs and six crab-like claw arms. I'm not sure if they have like two legs and two sets of arms because w- the way it's described. Oh, oh, um, right. And I'll, I'll just read this again. The beings had six evenly distributed right. sets of arms and or hairy legs. So the and or and is what or. I didn't read that the last time, but that's a direct quote from the report. Um, so to me, that indicates six crabby arms and well, six spidery when, legs or whatever the fuck they are. Hairy. Did you have yeah, two, you said evenly like, distributed. So I have to assume that means you have like two, two hairy legs and then four arms, it's, right? Or two or, or two. Yeah. Because that would make six altogether. It's true. Hmm. But okay. other artists have interpreted this thing too, and they seem to have erred on. I don't know if maybe not to to my own horn, they were inspired by my interpretation and just riffed on it themselves because some people have done really amazing interpretations of it on the internet, or if they just read it the same way I did. Right. We're just going to table that. I just felt like I had to fucking mention it. Okay. Okay. So to continue with the blue book uh, letter quote, these creatures were also equipped with a natural twin antenna in the head. It should be noted that these twin antennae were also described as ears, which resembled, of all things, spurs. Fucking weird. Cowboy cowboy janglers on your dome. Yeah. That's cool. Weird. NEO also reiterated that these looming beasts had vaguely insect, a, a vaguely insect-like appearance. So it just gets reiterated. 13 yeah, feet tall. 13 foot yeah. super bugs, basically. The presumptive leader of these frightening figures began to scuttle directly toward the terrified emigre. Fancy word. Emigre. For immigrant. Wow. I didn't know what that was. Who instinctively tried to back away. <laughs> it was in the midst of his hasty retreat that Ennio was suddenly struck by what he categorized as a psychic blow that paralyzed him where he fucking stood. A psychic trying to blow. Feet trying to get, yeah. get out of dodge. And, all of a sudden you're just, and Johnny Superbug. Got yeah. yeah. Frozen to the spot. So they have like they have like psionics or something? Some sort of like psychic attack? <laughs> right? Could be. It All seems right. that's the case. Psionics is Chris's word. I temporarily. I, 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 I used the word psionics. That's not my word. That's from D and D. That's why I think it's your first word. edition D and D. Oh no, maybe original too, but they canned it after so first edition. So these things might have some sort of like mental weapons. Well, the worst type of weapons. As at we're all. about to find out, and as was foreshadowed in the introduction that you read, there will be a secret message. Ooh, so communication. What is it? Is about to happen. All right, let's 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 learn the message. Absolutely. All right. It was at Decoded. that moment. Ha! It was at that moment Brent that Meltzer. this Jesus Christ, <laughs> Christopher. It was at that moment. <laughs> it was at that moment that this disturbing synthesis of an arthropod, a cycloptic giraffe, and a cowboy boot oh my Jesus spoke Christ. to him telepathically in a voice what that seemed to explode inside his head. Oh, we've seen this before with, with Katami. Remember the exploding in the head? Yeah. The yeah. big booming, the booming telekinetic voice. Yeah, and I was, I'm not going to, to JC this time. Oh. He already got his shot. He got his shot? Yeah, we're going yeah. to something different All right, now. fair enough. There you go. One would assume that at this point, Ennio would have reached his maximum threshold for horror. But, as he would soon find out, (laughs) things were about to take a turn for the worse. To once again quote the Blue Book file. The being sternly requested, or ordered, sternly, it's a little vague there, Ennio to perform some task, the nature of which he has stoutly refused to to divulge, even to officialdom. He was emphatic that he would rather die 
than do what they asked him to. Wow. So he's so, frozen in his tracks okay. with sweet psionics. Okay. Chris's favorite word. Yep. And, <laughs> and, sure. <laughs> and then he is given a message, which is likely a request slash command. Okay. From the 13-foot in, insectoid with the, the questionable forehead. Okay. And the sweet blue-green body. Sweet spurs in the head giraffe. The unfathomable face space, color. Space giraffe. With cowboy boot ears. Yep. Spurs, they call them. <laughs> and fucking he was given a message. That he was so terrified of, he didn't, he couldn't, or wouldn't relate it to officials. So he knows what mm. it is. He knows what it is. The thing, to, the thing instructed or commanded or maybe even suggested he do something. Sternly requested Stay is stern what he read. Think, yeah, let's let's okay. let's call that the even point. So yeah. the stern request. Yeah. <laughs> he won't tell any. It's so bad he won't tell anybody. No. Okay, can't. I can't. Okay, there's only so many things. How bad are we talking? That's, let me continue. Okay, all right, because now I'm like, herein, mm -hmm. beyond the clear and profound mysteries regarding the origin and intentions of these mastodonic monstrosities, love it, Wow. lies the core of this perplexing case. Just what heinous demand did these creatures make of the young miner, and why would he rather die than comply? At this point, apparently utterly overwhelmed by the ordeal, Ennio passed out cold. Mercifully, when he awoke, the rotund UFO and its ungodly occupants were gone without a trace, save for the scorch marks on the ground where the craft had almost landed. Well, it's nice almost. that when you wake up, they're gone. Yes. But and, and <laughs> I, think we all, I think we all sense what's I coming I kind of got an idea. I'm just yeah. going to throw yeah. this out here. It's worth noting that when observers of UFOs or their occupants pass out during an encounter, this often leads to the phenomenon known as missing time. And it can be an indication of an abduction memory that has been at least partially erased from a victim's memory. Bearing that in mind, we must at least entertain the notion that this youthful miner might have been rendered unconscious by some form of alien technology and transported aboard their vehicle without his knowledge or consent. Well, yeah. We don't know. It's a possibility. Unfortunately, or... there is no record of Ennio having undergone hypnotic regression or any other procedure that may have helped him to unlock potentially hidden memories. So what did or did not happen between the time he passed out and when he came to will likely remain unknown. But I have to say, just like mm. like I said, the, the passing out in the middle of an uh, extraterrestrial encounter, right. that just almost always smacks of abduction phenomenon. So his... Okay, but he well, I mean, you can fucking scare yourself into passing out. Sure. 100%. Okay, that's totally, a yeah. possibility. You can, I'm just saying I mean, you have to entertain the other notion, too. A really interesting trick is panic attacking yourself into that, almost passing that out. That, too. Oh, could you? Yeah. If, if, I've come close, come close a couple of times. I've yeah, come like, close, too. I've had I super panic attacks, it, but never that fucking yeah, almost rendered me unconscious. It's been years, but at one point it was so bad, I thought that I was like, it, I was getting tunnel vision, and I'm like, I'm going down. This is it. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah, right. So, I yeah. mean. I'm glad you survived. I really am. So I guess if okay, okay, I'm a stop. Okay, okay, all right. I got an idea about this, but he hasn't given any. He did, at any point doesn't talk about though, like, oh yes, I was missing time. Like, did he chronicle no. the time nope. that he was possibly he missing? Or here's, no? here's the problem, okay. and I don't know. You know, this is 1954, right? So this is not a commonly known phenomenon. Yeah, I think yeah, sure. Barney yeah. Hill was a 1960s phenomenon. Yep. So this was some years away. Uh, so I don't even know if Elder Beck 
and Michael Bolton between right and hit. You'd even ask how much time him. had elapsed. Yeah. Right. Like, right. he might have, and, and if he was unconscious and then woke up and the thing was gone, the UFO and the aliens, or whatever the fuck they are from wherever, yeah. uh, it, you know, if it was three hours or 45 minutes, he wouldn't have necessarily thought they did something with me in the, you know, Right. In the period that I was out, yeah. he might have just thought he slept for that long. Yeah. yeah. So I just don't right. think it you was. Right. You don't a, know. Right. Yeah. A question yeah. on their minds. All right. At so the time. he's. So he, he gets knocked out. He's back. Gets up. There's no giant um, insectoid aliens with questionable foreheads and or booming voice in his head. Right. Yep. Just some burn and marks or on the ground. Fur pelts and, and furry. Yeah. Fur, <laughs> furry legs. Pagan legs. Pagan legs. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. You <laughs> yeah. know how. I, you I know, know my. <laughs> God damn it. You know my thought process. I know. You know? I know exactly what you're talking about. I was thinking of pagan legs. Yeah. Tom, Tom Hanks wearing oh, yeah. legs. Oh, Fucking see? doing that dance. Yeah. <laughs> I know. A bitch. That's immediately I picture when you oh, said that. God, that's a great. You know what that is right there? It's a moment of friendship. Absolutely. God damn it. Oh. Just finishing each other's sentences. <laughs> After Ennio gathered his wits, he immediately reported the event first to his bosses, then to both the police and representatives of the Royal Canadian Air Force. The so RCA- he's going all Wait, out. The RCMP oh, has a, the Air Division? RCAF. Oh, yeah. there's Royal, an Air... Royal Canadian Mounted Police, I think, probably have about as much to do with the fucking Air Force as, say, our United States Marshals have to do you, with our yeah. Air Force. Oh, okay. Well, I just assumed because they had a similar uh, acronym or whatever that I was just like, Royal oh, Canadian. They, you just com- yeah. I was like, they them. had an Air Force? Could you imagine? Fuck yeah, dude. That'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. So he fucking took the time to, first off, tell his bosses, legit. Okay. Good. Then tell local cops, fine. And I guess so disturbed was he, he thought, I've got to tell the people that defend the airspace over Canada. Okay. The Royal Canadian Air Force investigated but refused to make any of their findings, if indeed there were any, public. So that's an interesting side note. Doesn't mm. mean anything. If you want to get conspiratorial, you could say they found some shit and they're keeping it fucking on lockdown. Yeah. But maybe well, they didn't find anything special right. or except maybe some burn marks on the ground and you know, I mean, whatever. I don't think that our government is the only government that covers shit up. Absolutely not. I don't think it's like specific to the U.S. All successful <laughs> so governments sure are hiding like, something from their citizens. Yeah. All of them. Like in, in the book of law, four government officials are probably like, first, hide shit that will scare people. To oh, keep yeah. them fucking calm. And unfortunately, I don't think the Canadians are any different. So I think they're all in the same boat. No, I think all all well, pretty much civilized societies yeah. that are run by a federal government have shit that they are trying to keep from their people. True. Whether to preserve their power or to prevent panic. I mean, some of I them might all, be altruistic. Because we're Americans, I always assume that like this weird, you know, we are the, the one that does it all the time. But obviously, other well, it, we're well. too big. Let's face it. We are. That's There's true. just no, no way we should even be here. <laughs> oh no! Is this is this a downfall? <laughs> the country's too big. It's I mean, if you consider the size of our country, yeah, we're fucking. It's ridiculous how big we are. So you know what? Sometimes Robert, you gotta cover shit up. Facts for the best for the betterment. Facts and science for the betterment ah, of the countries. While don't tell nobody. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, they might accent, not have told but... their citizenry. The RCAF did, however, forward a copy of their final report to the United States Air Force's UFO investigative body, the aforementioned Project Blue Book. They also sent a copy to the Air Ministry in London. So while they didn't release it so that normal Mm, folks could read about it, they did take the time to send the information. I wonder why to London. 
Well, Twitter. I mean, allies, three big allies. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, At that time, especially, like yeah. you're going to be like you. You have to know just yeah. in case those okay. no, that, that, bastards are creeping up again, yeah. even that though we just kicked their ass. Dirty but, reds yeah. showing up on our doorstep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. After he reported his encounter, Ennio began a slow descent into the depths of paranoia. I've been oh, there a few I was going to say madness, but was there today? No, I don't think it went that far. Maybe it did. Those who knew him noted that he became obsessed with the dilemma of either obeying the orders issued by the aliens and doing the so-called quote-unquote unthinkable or disobeying the colossal crab-clawed space monsters and facing whatever penalty they deemed fit. So he's just overthinking the whole he's way overthinking unquestionable thing. Well, not really. depends on what the unthinkable the thing was. Unthinkable. I said unquestionable. <laughs> the, un- <laughs> the unquestionable. <laughs> All right, so whatever unthinkable task they have for him... Whatever sort of rat in a maze for cheese thing he's got to do, he just is he obsessing is haunted on it. by it. Terrified well, that they're gonna try to make him I make good. I think we've all gotten in our heads before and over thunk shit, and I'm gonna say thunk because that's, that's fucking what I do. I have definitely listen. I have worried shit into the dirt. Oh, I've yeah, driven absolutely. myself to tears, to fucking madness. I am bald now because I have pulled the hair out of my fucking dome. Okay, well, that's... But all that having been that's, said... That, that, that's genes. It has never, never been over an unthinkable task and a horrific penalty possibility but, no, for no, not doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, there's right. not it's other factors. Yeah, it's you imposing your own worry on you. Yes. It's not because of an outer agent going, yeah. no. Uh, but I think in his situation when you were approached by a 13-foot insectoid creature with spurs, space giraffe, weird ship, questionable forehead, huh. and they're going to tell you something that you're like, I can't fucking deal with this. It's understandable that you might think about it a little bit too much. It might be a little bit hard to get out of your head. Oh, I don't blame you. It might be like living in your head for a while, like yeah. real bad. Yeah, but there's something that has to be bad. If it was just like, you got to eat pancakes, and he hates pancakes really, yeah, like no, a lot. I, I don't think there's like, pancakes. That's not a big was, struggle. I mean, no. there's so many speculations. Whatever this thing was, it must have been pretty big where if this dude's getting like mentally fucked up. Is over. it to hurt others? Is over. it well, to let's think, sacrifice himself? What are the is worst it, things? What are the worst things that I would you think could hurting, think of? I would Others think is worse than yourself. Yeah, yeah, others yeah. is way especially, worse. Yeah. Especially if, if you came have down just an it. ounce of empathy. Like, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think any of us would do something bad to ourselves if it was like one of those impossible, horrible... Of course, you're dilemmas. not going to watch right. your loved we, ones. We would, exactly, yeah. watch our loved ones suffer. I mean, that's sure. just a decent human thing to do. I mean, how much worse does it get than that? Like hurting your loved ones? I don't know, maybe just wanted him to do some impossible task that he just couldn't... Fucking, you like, know, but I think if they were just it, asking him like to do real hard algebra or something that he just no, was beyond, he would sort have of just said, "I just I don't know how to Whatever do this." Yeah, that's what I mean. It, it, it had to be so. It has to be draw right. a topographical map of the Rockies from memories. Like I just can't make I can't two do it. equal one. Unthinkable. <laughs> <laughs> Cheese. You know what that is, Robert? Facts is and science. Absolutely. When do we get into the fucking Munchausen trilemma? That's when I'm oh, going to get excited. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, so let, getting back to Ennio's state of mind, this is how the Project Blue Book file presented his predicament. He became subsequently so terrified over what, quote-unquote, they had asked or ordered him to do and the possible consequences of either compliance or refusal that he has seriously considered the authorities to lock him up in jail as a safety measure. Holy shit. Ennio's simple solution would seem to substantiate his ignorance regarding most extraterrestrial interactions with humans, as it is highly doubtful a jail cell would have been able to protect him from these creatures. The Blue Book report supports this assertion. Sorry. The Blue Book report 
supports this assertion, stating, This theory, in view of what we know of space being science, would avail him little. So basically they're saying, lock yourself up in a cage if these things can go interstellar or interdimensional or whatever the fuck they can do. But is he trying to protect himself from the giant insectoids, or is he trying to protect us from him? That's a good question. Because that that could very well be it. I think he's trying to protect himself from the giant insectoids um, so that he won't have to enact their yeah. command. And I see the way that I which may it, in fact be protecting us. Yeah, that's how I take it. Like yeah. he, he doesn't want to have to well, to do it. Be an the way that I see it is that they tell him what they want him to do and he's in a predicament of like how am I not going to do this? Oh, lock me up and I'm incapable of doing well, it. Well, that's almost the same thing. Cuz he is like, yeah. Well, yeah. Right. either wittingly or unwittingly, but he wants himself locked up, so either so way the, so that they, they 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 can't do it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You can't do it. Cool. And, you know, again, by all accounts, a bright guy. I don't know the background. I don't know how okay. he lived or what he did in Italy. There will. But, you know, yeah. he's trying to, he's coming to the new world, trying to make a good life for himself. Um, he wasn't sophisticated about, uh, you know, the history of ufology, which was pretty short at that point. Yeah. But so what? A lot of people aren't even to this day. So I'm not at all saying that he was ignorant or uneducated, though he might well have been. But to think that. You know, locking yourself away just ends the conundrum. Like, it, it, if I'm not going to interact with anybody, therefore the problem goes away. That's a very simplistic way of looking at problems. It's a very drastic way of solving but it's it, too. Also, somebody who's fucking super paranoid. I mean, maybe that's. Yeah, man, when you get deep into that shit, you're fucking. You're, yeah, you're ready, dude. As is often the case in events like this, especially in the 1950s when flying saucers were all the rage, the reporter swooped in and began picking at this case like vultures on a carcass even falsely reporting that Ennio had claimed to know the creature's home planet. Again, to quote, From Blue Book, Ennio was automatically quoted as saying that the spacecraft was from Mars. However, he denies any such statement and made it clear that he could neither know nor guess where they came from. Needless to say, like so many other brave souls who have had the audacity to come forward and report an unusual event, it wasn't long before local officials, his co-workers, and even his friends began to question Enio's state of mind. Mm. I mean, he's fucked up, like we know. And if you don't tend to believe mm. in these things to begin with, right. and you think his story is particularly outlandish, and he's trying to get himself incarcerated in the days following, you might really it just sounds, believe your good friend lost his it shit. It sounds like yeah. he might be having like a, some sort of like mental yeah, breakdown. Yeah, some sort of psychotic yeah. thing. Yeah, but. could be. Ennio told the elder that he was fully aware of this situation and that he may be regarded by some as crazy, but he would not and could not retract his story by one iota. He is, he is a great deal more disturbed by what they asked him to do. So, again, it's going to the point he's less concerned with what his peers and friends and maybe even family, if he came with family, think about his mental state. Yeah. And still concerned with this fucking... This situation. This, just whatever. This, yeah. this request is, like, ridiculous, apparently. Yeah. It's just... It's killing his life. As if the press and the public had not been tough enough on NEO, his employers took a dim view of his reported close encounter and, in what some consider to be part of an organized cover-up, refused to allow outside investigators to inspect the allegedly scorched landing site. Oh, come on. What the fuck? Well, but is the employer <laughs> saying, like, we're not going to give this thing power by letting people come here and look at this alleged scorch? So they're like, they're saying that we don't want this bullshit to get too out of control. Well, who, I mean, it's a place so of business. So we're not business. playing into Well, of this. course, they're not going right. to. Or is it a cover-up? 
Yeah, well, yeah. the Royal Canadian so Air go. Force was allowed in there to check it out. Right. Maybe their cohorts from the United States might have been allowed to come up and check so it out. But maybe, I mean, it's not far from the border. Maybe this company was like, you know what, something happened here. So it could be, it could be, actually, there's no reason it can't be a little bit of both. It could be it could part, be. Yeah. you know, the government's like, just don't let anybody in, don't let anyone fuck around with this. We'll take care of it. And it could be also that they don't want fucking curiosity seekers, tons of reporters, right, anything that right. can dick up the works of a working mine that well, they're trying they're to mining profit nickel, off of. So there you go. Absolutely. Nickelback. Yeah. Oh. oh, they're from Canada. If the alien secret was dude, forming at, Nickelback. Look at this photograph. Look mm-hmm. at this graph. So It's my favorite meme. Yeah. I wonder what this company... I mean, I guess in a way, though, because it is an... Dude, it's a mining op- but but it's also a mining operation. Like I mean, that's got to be something that like, not that it's like sabotage from other companies, but I'm sure that other mining companies could possibly be trying to get like a leg up. Sure. So they're like, oh, they, their mine's fucked because there's giant insects come to our mine. I don't, dude. Back right. then, <laughs> you start, wow. Listen, okay, listen, I know. I know. Kind of makes sense. You, you it, were. You were, laying, Industrial no, you, you were laying down some yeah. Andrew Carnegie Rockefeller type fucking yeah, Andrew, I know, and then, and then, you, and then, you, turned, illegal. And then you turned no, into a fucking yeah. five-year-old yeah. and just <laughs> smacked it down. Ah, that's what I did. Yeah. they got bugs on their mine. We don't want no bugs on our nickel. I'm just saying. Oh, Good, nice Canadian accent. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, was that your Canadian no, accent? Actually, it was kind of like a Bronx toddler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, was. I don't even have a Canadian accent, and oh. nor would I insult yeah. our brothers and sisters to the north. No, I know you didn't even try. No. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. That's not why, though. On July 9th. <laughs> July not at all. the 9th. No. July 9th, 1954. July 9th. Is it July 9th? Are you sure it's July 9th? I'm pretty sure it's July 9th. Are you 9th. positive? 1950 fucking four. Was it spiritual? Okay, good. The aforementioned Charles Beck and the Sudbury <laughs> Daily Star's infallible Michael Bolton. I just added that. Infallible. He probably failed off. And he's a man. Began their uh, tape-recorded interviews with the eyewitness. But right. after he gave his testimony, Ennio grew concerned that he had somehow violated an oath of secrecy, which he had evidently been forced to make with the Royal Canadian Air Force. Oh, he broke the oath? Don't break and the he oath. Swore the oath. And he begged to the recordings be erased. <sighs> Elder Beck considerately complied. And erase the fucking so, tapes. Oh, so he doesn't even bring deep? it up until after it's all recorded, which so is the most frustrating. And he's like, oh, I forgot. It's I'm not supposed to say anything. Like, oh, shit. I signed a fucking NDA, an ironclad NDA with the Canadian Air Force. Now I'm fucked. You know, but then you have to wonder, uh, though. I mean, so th- this guy is, oh, an, I mean, is an immigrant. Were they, were they threatening me? Is this like really fucking dark men in black shit? Or is this simply you could get deported? Or right. if you tell anybody about this. We could imprison you, or maybe even institutionalize you. I mean, that you could, could be. You could threaten maybe. somebody that basically was just working on a green card Doesn't with seem... a lot of things. Yeah. Deportation being the most obvious, right? And maybe just like, oh fuck, no, I, I, I guess yeah. I can't. You start kind of, shit, don't start seems, shit. Yeah, we're gonna kick know. you out. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm looking at it like, man, it seems kind of fucking mean. But when you're the government, man, even the Canadian government, the nicest of them all, you got to fucking smack people down. You can't let shit get out. Yeah, well, you got to protect your people. You're, if it is something that actually threatens the welfare of the general populace, I agree. I had um, a brief... But simple truth about shit like this doesn't always strike me as devastating to I the had a, body I had politic. A, a brief interaction with the Canadian government, the border, the Border Patrol people. Um, yeah. I was put through immigration for like three hours. But you know what? They were all, they were all very nice. And you know, everything worked out. 
I wrote a song once <laughs> called Drug Bust at the Canadian Border. <laughs> I'm familiar with I know. some of the difficulties. I played, yes. I played that song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, not always easy. I still love it. No, it was uh, it was an interesting time, and, and I respect and admire their ability to work with the public. Absolutely. And for the record, I was not arrested at the Canadian border. Okay, no, I, I was almost arrested, like, real close, but for, thank we God. We managed they, to get through. We did, yes. Thank you, Good Canadian. job. Thank you, Border Patrol. Although the original tape recordings were destroyed, the crucial information involved in this case was preserved by the quick-thinking Beck and Bolton, who swiftly made their way back to the offices of the Sudbury Daily Star to record all of the details of the encounter while they, it was still, said that a little wrong, while it was still fresh in their memories. Uh. So while the original Ennio Lasarza tapes okay. gone, yeah, them repeating everything they had just heard to the best of their memory, so intact. Right, right. The guy was like, "I can't do this because of this an oath, an oath that I made or whatever." So delete the tape. Like, okay, cool. They delete it, and then the two dudes are like, "Fuck, remember it and and, and record it real quick." I don't know. You know, I'm an investigator that really respects eyewitnesses, and I I always respect anonymity, and I would never do anything to jam somebody in the back, but I have to think that I would be inclined to transcribe. I was just going to say transcribe the fucking tape. Yeah, transcribe it then. And then maybe put it in my own words. Like, I wouldn't try to betray the eyewitness, but to lose that valuable information seems just Uh, Yeah, Because you're you're playing, at that point, you're playing the fucking phone game. But is it really respecting their anonymity? Their, is it really respecting their anonymity? Because you're like, they're like, they ask you to, like, oh shit, by the way, I signed this thing. We can't have this. Please oh, no, delete that, it. I'm, I'm talking about from my point of view. Oh, okay. When people right, ask right. me not to use their real names, I let them pick their own pseudonym. I yeah, go to yeah. great lengths. Yeah, totally. This is not about okay. what, what the government or whatever asked anybody right, to do. Right. It's not about protecting. At least keep the information. You don't have to get it out there. At least transcribe it so you have it. Yes. And, and keep it. And yeah, then erase totally. the tape if you got it or that, whatever. Yeah, right. I mean. But just this information right. is so essential. Yeah. It, fucking, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On July 11th, 1954, Beck would broadcast the tape that he and Bolton had made on his Buffalo radio show, and from there it would become a permanent part of ufological lore. So they they do the their reenact their recap of what yes. they heard, and then they broadcast on a Buffalo radio on station, an ABC affiliate <laughs> Buffalo wow. radio station. Jeez. Yeah, geez, what do you keep it fucking low key? Okay, guys? so they yeah they didn't oh, keep yep. it low key. They, didn't, they, 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 they kept nothing fucking low key. Apparently, well, maybe, if, it, if it was 2018, they have a fucking podcast about it. Yeah, it'd be like the new version. Except of well, maybe this is, I mean, this is well, radio did, in the did they, yeah, totally. did they keep like all the names and stuff, or did they change I, I stuff? No, I would love to hear. Maybe it. they did. Yeah, God, that almost smacks it like a fucking uh, just trying to grab ratings, you know. But, but, we'll, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll but get there. without you know judging too harshly, Elder Beck and his cohort. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not like this wasn't already reported in the newspapers. Right. I mean, right. Neo's name was out there. His account right. was pretty much part of the public record at this point. Okay. So it's not like it had been stamped on, sealed off, and the government right. had a big fat tent around it that was, you know, keeping all information and outer space bacteria fucking yeah. in the one space. Yeah. It was already out there. It just, it's just the guy got paranoid at the last second, so they did him the solid, erased the tape, but then and then remembered it. what they yeah. could. Yeah. So okay. it might right. still be shady. But again, it's not like this was the first time the world knew. This right. is just the f- most extensive version of the information okay. that really, you know, put it out there. But still, this is not a fucking household name in, in ufology circles. No. This is not no. b- yeah. a big time fancy case that we all knew about. I mean, I don't know if you guys even knew about it before no. the article was written, you know? So 
that's what's kind of interesting is that it's so striking and so right. mysterious, but so relatively unknown. Okay. Like all of us, the undisclosed author of the Blue Book letter was perplexed by the unanswered riddle of what precisely these aliens had asked or again commanded NEO to do. And perhaps more importantly, why this young man in the prime of his life would prefer death to compliance. At this point, the Blue Book's the Blue Book letter's author, because it was, a, again, it, I don't know who wrote this letter. It was a letter found in the Blue Book files. Right. So this wasn't necessarily written by a member of the United States Air Force. I'm not sure. Maybe it was somebody mm-hmm. doing the on-the-ground investigation or whatever. The Blue Book letter's author conjectured that it might have something to do with Nichols' place on the periodic table and its association with a substance called Cobalt-60. I wish I could have said that in a more ominous voice, but we'll just have to let it stand. Whoa. <laughs> Cobalt 60. All right. The author goes on to explain that these creatures may have developed some kind of neutron bombardment technology to transform nickel into Cobalt 60, which could conceivably result in a chain reaction that might well wipe all traces of life off the planet Earth with a series of earthquakes and or atmospheric contaminants a so-called doomsday device. And that was the talk of the town. I think it was Leo Sizzlard. He's really cool. Sizzlard. Something like that. He was one of the guys that talked about creating one of these bombs. I don't think they ever did. And it's basically the classic doomsday device. What is it called? Transmagnification. Transmorgification. It's a thing that I do in Skyrim where I can take silver and turn it into gold. Alchemy. Alchemy, that's yeah, all. Yeah, but the actual spell is called... Let's trans, just use trans, magic words. Transmogification it, or Transmogrification? Whatever. Transmogrification, I think. But it's, again, it's a, it's a Skyrim spell. has no bearing on real life. <laughs> yeah, I don't... See, I don't know... But, transmogrification. I don't know, I don't know fuck all about physics so, as much as I'm fascinated like, by. So I have no idea Nichols' relationship to Cobalt-60. I don't know shit about Cobalt-60. I don't Cobalt fuck 60. with a periodic table, dude. I don't. You know why? Because I got Google. I don't have to learn that shit anymore. That was great fucking science. Move wow. the periodic table. Really go fuck yourself. How about that? Hashtag facts and science. Indeed. Okay, maybe that not- is science. <laughs> <laughs> what the what the fuck, man? <laughs> Listen, I'm so mad about the goddamn periodic table. Still, I don't care. 38 years old. I like chemistry. That was my second table best science. Has done us a lot of solids. Let's be honest. What, chlorine. Like, well, all the yeah, technology exactly. in our computers, our TVs. Yeah. You know, modern life being wonderful. Cell phones. I get it. Thank you, periodic table. How we are broadcast over the internet. Don't hate whatever. on the periodic table. Yeah. So, thank you, elements. All right, fine. Thank, thank you, elements. You elements. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank know. you. All right. So. What they're saying is that these aliens were going to uh, turn no. nickel into what this one guy who wrote okay, a letter one, one did. he speculated. All right, he was he was speculating that these aliens are going to turn nickel into cobalt sixty, which apparently would contaminate have a tr- cause chain reaction. Which is I don't okay. even know where he got that from. Is I, I mean is he, I don't know. <laughs> is he, is he his father a metallurgist or he was before he retired? Wow. He, yeah. What. Bold statement. No, he worked at the steel mill. Yeah, but, but, but didn't he do like spells? Yeah, he did spells. <laughs> <laughs> Not spell, but he worked with metal. Yeah, right? the, well, that's how you make steel magic. Yeah, you didn't know that, did you? <laughs> they I'm show saying, you the lava and the heat. No, maybe they, we should they ask don't show you the pentagrams. Like what happens with? <laughs> <laughs> that really is the most essential they, ingredient. Can you yeah. turn nickel into fucking was it cobalt sixty? They didn't show you the runes. Uh, should okay. we? Should we get Art on the phone? No, find out? I don't want to bug Art. That's late. That's just. 
molten steel and steel right. works. That's not the let's the chemistry aspect for of the that. fucking okay. moment. He's table. not in the circle of twelve. <laughs> <laughs> He is a 12. <laughs> Let's just table whether or not you can make fucking nickel into Cobalt 60. All right, well, just we, assume this is this well, guy's opinion. But we should keep it on the table because this is yeah, how I don't this know guy could have saved that. us. It's a possibility. Okay. Oh, was, oh, you're saying, oh, this could have been the ultimate betrayal. He Well, basically what it sounds to me like is that the aliens are like, oh, hey, by the way, nickel slash turn into Cobalt 60. <laughs> Guess what? Everyone fucking well, died. Well, if you turned a mine shaft, like a mine yeah. riddled with nickel. That's a terrible request of a man. And turned it into like the largest... Hydrogen bomb or cobalt sixty bomb, whatever yeah. doomsday device, and it just sent shock ripples throughout the world. Dude, that right there sounds and like then well, that sounds like in the, the atmosphere. Is it they even possible? Well, again, are they anywhere near each other on the table? I have no fucking idea. I don't even want to talk about the table, dude. The table's I important. I can't talk about. If it's it. only like a molecule off, it's like okay. But if they're like I did, way, I failed seventh grade science. One man theorized. I knew it that this may be <laughs> what Neo saved us from. Exactly. That's it. One guy. Yeah. All you with need no, is one. No evidence. And he summed up his hypothesis with a speculative <laughs> attempt to read the bug-like beast's intentions. Oh, and this no. is what he said. Would this necessarily be a malignant move? Or would it be a lesser evil? To wipe out the human race to forestall our blowing the planet apart with our atomic experiments? From their viewpoint, this might amount to killing off the pupils to save the school. And by the way... Who uses that fucking what? logic? I've never heard I mean, that I don't fucking. Even understand yeah, I'm that. not even comfortable saying those words. Yeah, like kill off the pupils, pupils to, to save, save the, the school? school. Yeah, really. Where, Build a new fucking school. Where is that? That's logical. like kill off the ninety percent to kill to save the ten percent. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, but even worse because I see at least saying. the ten percent's living. What they're basically it sounds to me like what they're saying is that well, not what the, quote unquote they are saying, but what this gentleman is saying is that the basically the the request from the in, the insectoid aliens was that hey, shit on Earth's getting a little too groovy for everybody, so let's wipe groovy. the humans off the face of the Earth and then let's start again before shit gets atomic. That's what this guy because is... think about it, it was in the fifties, right? So Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That was basically our first step into fucking the atomic age. Yeah, but age. That, that's that's a dumb way to look at it because if you're valuing the idea of life, a something like this, if this is indeed what their no, intention was, they're saying was, they've gone too far. But listen, if that is what their intention is, it's going to destroy more than just human life. Right. And 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 B, it's like saying, oh, Billy's got a cold, his mouth is full, is full of bacteria. I'm going to fucking fill it with bleach because it will kill the bacteria. Yeah. Yeah. It is it is doing so much more damage. For the sake of preserving something, than the actual bad thing that was happening would do on its own. Sometimes, you have yeah. To, sometimes you have to kill. Normally, beauty. it's like you, have to you kill, no, it's you kill a kill minority beauty. to save a majority, ah. not the other way around. This seems to be the other way around. It sounds like they're, they're they've requested him to. No, yeah, it, does, it doesn't. This guy's just, just making just, shit up. Like, there's no. I gotta go with Chris on this one. Okay. It's, a solid, <laughs> it's a solid <laughs> theory, but it, there's it's, no claim. There's okay. no basis. There's no way. To All while this is only one hypothesis regarding the aliens' agenda and the possibly Manchurian candidate-like command they gave the miner, yeah. it is nevertheless a sobering thought to realize that the human race's heretofore inadequate custodianship of our fragile blue planet may well result in the extinction of our species, either by our own hands or their spasmodic claws. No. Oh, yeah. Who Clickety kills who? Oh, my God. Whether the Garson invaders were extraterrestrial eco-terrorists, 
which sounds a lot like what this guy might <laughs> be kinda, suggesting. Yeah, mm. sort of does, yeah. Or old-timey space monsters simply hell-bent on the wholesale destruction of planet Earth. Yeah. The two things that we know for sure are that following July 2nd, 1954, Ennio Lazarza's life was never the same, and that, despite our highest hopes, it would seem that creatures from outer space can be every bit as vicious as terrestrial humans. When all is said and done, perhaps this understated quote from the Blue Book Archive regarding these seemingly malicious marauders sums it up best. And the quote is, It would seem that their intentions were not benign. That may well be the understatement of the fucking year. So it sounds, it yeah. Seems. I mean, if if it's so bad, the guy can't say, it and he's like, you know what? Lock me up in jail because I'm I'm too. Okay, I'm, I'm well, a wild card. Yes. Like this this is where I'm dying for follow up though. I, I would yeah. kill to know what if he's still around because he was only in his twenties. You know, in the fifties, he, he could yeah. be still yeah. kicking. And it was the fifties. So let's like what is the worst thing? Someone's in like fifties? You must have sex without being married. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, no, 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 vaginas, no, no. But it was a different time. And or depending if you know whatever penis is, oh no, no, whatever. No. But I still think his reaction was so over the top that it has to be more than premarital sex or no, maybe do you know it, it Roman in Roman giblets. Catholic Italy, you're young. Yeah, but he was wild in Canada. Come on, wild in Canada. Where's that? Look, where's that dude, in the, the article? Sun, the Sudbury <laughs> swinger scene is fucking dynamic. <laughs> All right, I don't he know, was man. rocking Canada. I don't know. Was right. really I, I think he was haunted by something legit. I don't know what it is. Now maybe it was like we say. A mental breakdown. Dude, you turn nickel into cobalt 60 and the world is fucksville. Yeah, I don't... One, I, two, <sighs> fucksville. And then the next thing you know, you get 30 years of fucking cancer. Everyone's got tumors. Shit's fucked up. Everyone dies. You're the only dude left because you're the guy that initiated the fucking sequence. And then they're like... They're, they're, they're speaking There's booming voices Being like thank you and The fucking spastic claws Yeah and then it's you And then it's a whole Fucking Twilight Zone thing Where you're the guy Looking for your glasses And then everything's I was fucked. just talking about that The other well, day Yeah seriously but Yeah but his glasses break And it's like oh no Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's a bad I know. That, that is not no. Burgess Meredith I, yeah. I know <laughs> All the time in the world oh, no. So maybe that's the thing though Can't I mean, read very, Again, I guess the the guys saying uh, that they were I, that guy's making and, shit up though. Like I, I, well, I can't exactly. take that guy's account. It's an interesting Unless theory, it comes but from we the, have to it, take it with yeah, just a third of a grain of salt. Unless it comes <laughs> if, from the dude, if, yeah. unless it actually comes from the dude, we can't actually no put it on the table. But so it that's seems where it leaves to me, us with intrigue. Oh, it does. But but it seems like it's so fucking heavy. Whatever these insect uh, aliens said was so fucking heavy. The dude legit lost his mind. Or to be skeptical about this, unfortunately, he, he already may had have lost, his, lost mind. his mind <laughs> before yeah. that, and I that mean, was just. Well, the, and, uh, and this is the aftermath. That's the that's that's the straight cut. Um, which we, we, mainstream which idea. We always bring this up, and we have because to because we have it. to. And even if with, he had like, something, or and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in another like a side like sidelong conspiracy okay. that has nothing to do with UFOs. Right, sidelong me. Fucking that he was maybe part of like one of those MK Ultra type scenarios. Um, maybe the Canadian government dosed some miners in the same way our government dosed some random fuckos and and just did you know mind fucking brainwashing experiments on. It's a horrible, uh, nasty truth. But in the fifties, a lots of experimentation with psychedelics and other things. For the fifties, maybe he was a wild card, and man. Who else would you pick? Especially if he's one of those like yeah, like an so immigrant, many immigrant stories. Minor, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah, of them yeah. came over solo. There were young men in their twenties, like he was. What, of course, yeah. Um, just trying to make a better life for himself. No real felile connections. Uh, no 
real economic power, no influence, just working a probably a really yeah. tough job you in can, a fucking you mine. You can discount everything that is said pretty easily without it being a community to do. English is not his first language. Yeah. So if he starts acting well, he bad shit like, crazy. He, yeah, he makes like the perfect Oswald in the situation. I tied it in there. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I brought it. So Oswald was patsy, huh? He may have been. You never know. We'll deal with that at some point. We'll see. Probably okay, never. calm down. Probably never going to be so an episode, big. but whatever. That's a 26 fucking... Unless a fucking Sasquatch was involved, I don't really think we care about it, but regardless... But that having been said, if, if he was somehow used for something, or I don't know, does nickel mining have like mercury poisoning type shit that can affect oh, f- your mind? Maybe, maybe know, it was part man. of an industrial accident that effed him up and the... And, and and maybe his supervisors were more than glad to have him attribute it to extraterrestrials because that meant the onus was off of them. So there are a few scenarios where you could think this poor guy got fucked in a very legitimate terrestrial fashion and yeah, it just right. exploded into this fantasy world. But accepting that that might be an option, we got to table that and discuss the yeah, other yeah. options, which um, real, are that it might be a real extraterrestrial <laughs> yeah, encounter. So real quick here, uh, Nickel, it says, while nickel can be naturally found in water and soil, it is often encountered in areas with human pollution. In small quantities, it is eliminated through urine or the intestinal tract. In large doses, however, it is toxic and may cause serious health concerns considering um, concerning contact... Dermatitis, so I'm guessing that's like uh, skin, like skin, yeah, mm-hmm. lung cancer, neurological problems, oh. child, childhood development issues, kidney and liver failure, and cardiovascular. I disease. wonder what fashion of neurological problems. Mm. Ah, it doesn't really say. But then but, you got to wonder how. I mean, how long had any really well, been working in this mine? Too? Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming though, in any type of mining operation, that there are obviously going to be health hazards involved. Well, yeah, no, it's yeah. got to be one of the most. Detrimental careers so a human being can have. So you're dealing with nickel. I'm sure that maybe. Oh yeah, it's a horrible not, fucking. Not, I'm not, I'm not by, was, by any means saying that that's what caused this experience that he had, but just saying that maybe it could be a factor to it. So, hey, put it very on well the table. Could be. So here's another question that we we've dealt with before a few times on this podcast with the space brains of Palos Verdes, where they basically picked up two young stoners who were leaving a party to give them a message of nuclear peace and disarmament for the world. Um, Why would these huge, clearly intelligent to a degree, telepathically enabled superbugs pick a lone immigrant miner that is the low man on the totem pole at this business, much less in the society he's moved to, to fucking do this thing unless of course he was just the one person uniquely equipped to do mentally said thing. sure or, you know sure. maybe there he's just the first person that they met i mean i feel like if it's that big of a thing well that's that's the you, thing but what, what when Chris you show is about up, to say when, when you show up to a herd of deer the first one that you see is gonna be the one that you're gonna try to feed does that make sense all right so i've got Hold on one second, because okay. I really kind of like what you're saying. I was about to say, in terms of what Chris was saying, we always want to think in terms of an alien intelligence, especially if they can communicate with us, basically has the same perspectives that we do, right. if, even if they're Machiavellian. Right. And so that if they have an agenda, they will find the, the person best suited to enact it, do it, and, and find success. What you were saying and what I was about to go into, conversely, is that 
if suddenly mankind got a Dr. Doolittle fucking app where they could talk to animals, yeah. assholes would constantly be trying to fucking get a badger to give them a beer or something and have no regard for which badger is best suited to be domestic, would be best potty sure. trained in the house. They will just pick random shit. If we could... If these basically are fuck all people like us that just fly through space and they're like, all right, you got to do this thing, and they just right. fucking say it to the first person, it would literally be as dumb as we would be if we could suddenly start speaking to other species. It, it, it wouldn't have any idea of the hierarchy of, okay, well, here's this species. Who should we talk to? We'll talk oh, to well, any, Yeah, but you don't, that's an assumption, though. They'll figure it you, out. Don't, you don't know that. Well, no, you don't know it, whether it's they. To, what, it's a total assumption on my part. Totally, yeah. yeah. But I'm assuming, again, I think a lot of the things with these aliens is that maybe the reason they're picking these people is it's just the people that they happen to come across. Like, here we are, whether, whether they all of a sudden show up into this reality or they travel the fucking stars, they're there. There's a person. Let's talk to them because why the fuck wouldn't all these people be connected? Yeah. Why wouldn't they all be talking? You're absolutely valid with that point, but... We can also entertain that if they are of a higher intelligence, you know, capable of creating the technology, right. creating all that, that they have plans within plans. That's some Dune shit for you. Wow. There's always plans but, within but, plans. But, but, but that they might be able to be working, like, with an intergenerational plan. Like, Ennio might not be all that... Oh, he's just a piece. Shakes, oh, right. he's, for yeah, now. He's, he's, yeah. a, he's a jizz donor that'll eventually create somebody when their great-grandkids are... Tactical you, term. I've heard this jizz story... Donor. Yeah, you know, fucking, you know, science. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and and all of a sudden, what they do in life is slightly affected by the fact that their great-grandfather had this encounter, and maybe they're a particle physicist or something, and they'll just do something slightly. Like, they might be playing not just three-dimensional uh, chess, but like 27-dimensional chess. And so what seems like a really random thing given to a random person who should not be qualified to receive such message right. might be just part of this really exquisite ultra quantum jigsaw puzzle where they're putting all this shit together in ways that we just cannot fucking wrap our heads around. Or, yeah, so it's just the long game and they put a piece where it needs to be right. for that moment. In, in, a, in a weird way, not to give up, not to give up fucking, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, I won't try to sp spill too much, but like a Hodor situation where something is planted just to serve a purpose down the line. Okay. That's it. All right. And your life can be forever shattered, but that's not relevant because all they're concerned with is this piece goes here because it will be necessary to put the next one in okay, yeah. in this grand All thing. Right. Or they just don't fucking know how to communicate with us. And they just pick the first person they see and they're like, fuck it, tell him. Let's bail. I like your version better. No, I, mean, I do. Your version sounds super cool. Of like course. We all want a it to grand, be. majestic uh, intergalactic puzzle that needs to be pieced together. Or they're just like, here we are. Talk to that guy. He's a meatbag. He'll tell everybody or, else. Or, yeah, or it's just and a big fucking joke. And honestly, it's like, dude, why wouldn't say people... something to that guy, and he just said something fucked up, and the dude, his life got ruined. So that's and us. it actually meant the, nothing. You're, you're saying it's us talking to some other species. Like if we were, if the three of us were for some reason to meet some random alien species, and we're like, oh, dude, fucking tell him whatever. Do some yeah. dumb shit. Well, the thing you, you, guys, the fuck out. you guys remember Enemy Mine. When fucking <gasps> yeah, when, why would you bring that up? Because I love that fucking movie. I've been emotionally fragile for weeks. You fuck. Why that, would you bring up enemy mind? Just listen I can't to me. Take it, dude. When, shizma. Before I'm they, before fucking, before dude. fucking what Louis Dreyfus Lugasa Junior. God Christ. damn it. <laughs> 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 I'm so ashamed I didn't know Lou Gossett Jr. I'm going to get fucking teary-eyed talking about fucking know, enemy mine. <laughs> when Louis Gossett Jr. is trying to be fucking sincere with fucking Quaid, and Quaid's still being a, a douchey patriot, yeah, and, and he's telling him about his God, and then Quaid comes back with, oh, yeah, our God's Mickey Mouse. 
and and then and then all of a sudden they get more serious and become really good friends and co-parents in this wonderful union <sighs> and and it's like oh you know thank you for telling me of mickey mouse he's like yeah you're welcome man la la well maybe it's just like that maybe they're just like these yeah. douchey intergalactic yeah, hot right. that don't have an important message nope. at all no they're just throwing shit out there and just don't give fucks what happens hey, right Could and be this that too. guy's fucking destroyed this yeah. guy's annihilated yeah. because they're, Could and be. they're and maybe they're that's how they laugh at their little claws like yeah this is click 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 it's funny yeah yeah it's funny it's funny frat boy space douche Oh, so, alpha alpha crab. I mean, ah! because it was because that's <laughs> <laughs> fucking funny. So because it was included in Blue Book, which gives it no legitimacy whatsoever. Yeah, because Blue Book just chronicled the fucking stories that came in. Yeah, and it did turn into sort of a disinformation the, campaign. The Royal so. Canadian Air Force sent them a copy, so they were obliged right. to open a file. London also got a copy as well, which so. by the way got lost over the years. Oh, that's really? an interesting side note. That well, I don't know uh, if it means anything because it's a file of a. Well, not, it, it's it's either trivial. It's in the no fucks box. The most important, or the no fucks yeah, vault. It gets, yeah. it gets marks is the, the no fucks. So, let's just say for let's just say that uh, let's take the angle that this dude did actually encounter these things, and they gave him this you know stern command. I think we called it right a stern request. Command? A, stern, a, stern a stern request. request. Yep. So he was like, "No, it is the unthinkable, the unbearable. I cannot jail me. He is jailed. Is he?" <laughs> Does he still know the information? Is he still around? Is he still alive? Could he still fulfill the request? Because if they tell him what to do and he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. What if over time he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. Like his life goes to shit. Yeah, he's like, and he's just like, fuck he's it. He's no longer pure of heart. Yeah. A 23-year-old full of fucking yeah, stars no, in his a, eyes. He's a 38-year-old fucking well-worn man. He's like, we can you know only what? Hope. Fuck it. I'm going to listen to the aliens. All right, now we're getting a little autobiographical. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I, know. Right. I was waiting to see yeah. you pick that up. <laughs> we can only hope maybe somewhere he wrote it down It's somewhere if he's still alive. If he's not still alive and he didn't write it down, then or we're fucked forever. What if, yeah. it is, what if it honestly is so terrible that he can't even write it down because just by writing it down would give it some sort of like legitimacy where he's like, now I have to do it. I mean, it could be like I a mean, like a death bank confession or something. Oh, oh okay. I went, I went Like I went, they gave I went him like way. a little... Yeah, yeah. I, I went real bad with it. <laughs> yeah, I went super uh, wrong with that. Like one. a little right. vial of fucking, uh, you know, monkey Ebola AIDS and, and just said, drop it. Drop it at Grand Central or whatever. <sighs> I mean, that's dark. But... Yeah, there's no yeah. indication he was given anything. It was just that no. he was told. Well, no, what he was given was this information, this command. So if it really is this situation with with uh, with the mine and the nickel, and they're like, look, it's really easy. All if, to turn this into cobalt sixty, it takes you. It's a two minute process, and you wipe the whole fucking earth out. If you were living with that information, you have one bad day. You're gonna do it. You're gonna be like, well, fuck it. Yeah, but you go. don't do it. Like he, he's there's, there's no. He doesn't just give any man, indication of it the penalty. Like, well, but he just it, says there's here's something right. we need you to kind of want to do badly. It just sounds pretty like, badly. It sounds like it is so heinous and so apparently easy to do that he's like fucking put me away, lock me up, and freaks the fuck out about it. Right. Yeah, but just don't do it. Or, because again, like I said, there's like, no don't touch the button. There's they, no penalty. But you they, want to you touch don't it. know that no. though. Because well, he didn't give because it, it's not I divulged. But he's the, not given an The secret's that. not divulged and the potential penalty. But what was written in the blue book file, and what has been you know uh, you know speculated on by other investigators is that the penalties might be so severe. Right. Now think of this. I mean, just to get into like horrible Sophie Choice territory. If he said, if you don't do this, we're going to kill your family. If you do do this. One million strangers are going to die, yeah. and it's on your hands. Yeah. One million people you don't know are going to die. If you don't do it, the five people you love the most are dead. 
Yeah. That is a dilemma it that sucks. would fucking drive yeah. someone insane. It's insane. I still think you'd probably still f- save your family, though. Oh, I think, you I would, think too, I would, too. Yeah, so I just been saying that. I know. So it's not, actually, because yeah. we all decided pretty quick yep. that's what you would do. So I guess really what we got But gotta, if you're truly altruistic. Yeah, you if you're a chaotic neutral or a true neutral D&D right. term, yeah. maybe you'd do that. But So... Is this even anything that we can kind of try to figure out? What There's too many exactly questions. There's too many open. Uh, because it's it's actually so big that the implications of its bigness are well fucking beyond us. Like whatever <laughs> this guy was tasked with, could very well fucking be the end of the world, or yeah. it could just be a simple request that he didn't understand from a bunch of fucking insectoid aliens. They had no idea about the hierarchy of our fucking government or how to communicate with people. Of don't, don't talk to the fucking minor painter. Who's from Italy but living in Canada? Not that he's a bad dude because he's probably fucking awesome. But minor painters, yeah, yeah minor painters, the best. So yeah. <laughs> <in> the shafts, <laughs> fucking. Is it, the yeah. Are we talking about? Is it a matter of miscommunication about these things telling him something, and not understanding know. that he isn't the guy to fucking do it? There is no it? way to know. You, yeah, there's that's no way the to problem. really know. So what, what, I guess what's most fascinating we, about this is the intrigue. Well, oh my, well, yeah. When, when the message is so bad, you can't say it. Yes. What do you do? It's almost like you guys lock yourself up. To, I mean, I'm dying to know, but to know would almost inevitably be a letdown. It would be a complete letdown. You know what this is? This is seeing Boba Fett without his helmet. As much as I That's want, fair. as much as I want to see an older Jabba's. Palace, oh no, you have. No, no, yes, never. you have. When? In Attack of the Clones, Your you know who Fett Boba Fett there. is. But you don't see him in Empire. You just see him as like a little, okay, shit, maybe this isn't it. All right. <laughs> but I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but you get what I'm saying. Ignoring yeah. the prequels, you know which ought looks to be ignored like. anyway. Fine. Agree to disagree, whatever. <laughs> I like the fact that you don't know if he's an alien, humanoid. You don't even know his okay, gender. Well, he's yeah. or her if gender. we're talking OG trilogy, yes, yes, you don't know. He's possibly a human. Regardless, my analogy doesn't work, but. It does work. Because as much as I want to see. Once we finally see, saw him, it was a disappointment. I want to see <laughs> an adult yeah. Boba Fett on film with no helmet. I don't want to see that. Yes. As much as I want to know, I don't want to know. This guy could be holding all this shit together for us, right? If he's still alive, he's the fucking, he is the fiber that holds us together. Because with one fucking, one terrible shit happens, and all of a sudden he's like, guess what? Nickel, cobalt, 60. Enjoy the fucking cancer, (laughs) assholes. What if we literally, uh, I mean, we, so maybe this is like a a Marvel Universe type thing. I mean, we've already got, um, was it Fujiwara and Kitami? Who's oh, been yeah, given secret right. instructions yeah. by aliens that seem threatening, uh, and then he gets his own fucking stash of UFOs, and you know the powers to use them wisely. Maybe uh, Ennio Lasarza is kind of along the same lines. Maybe he was tasked with this great burdensome responsibility, like Sisyphus in the Rock, constantly yeah. having to push it up, and just right. like I do not want to dedicate my life to this. But the aliens, instead of being these menacing evil things, were saying, "You have been deigned with this task of supreme importance and ultimate glory." But you will suffer greatly. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck. Like all of us would be. Maybe we have a fucking is, clandestine international group of superheroes whose names are never publicized that have been given their powers right. and their technology from aliens because I just want to believe it's true and I want to do a comic <laughs> yeah, book about yeah. it. So d- does, we'll that do it. In, does that fall into like a Messiah slash Jesus complex, though? It depends on if, well, if I mean, it, really, it, seems it depends like it entirely on if, if it really happened or if he's fantasizing. Well, that's what I mean. Right, 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 if it right. really happened, then yeah, he's a galactic champion. <laughs> <laughs> that's the title, galactic, galactic champion. We don't, we, no, but we don't, we, we don't name pods that way anymore. But if we did, you are correct. That would be great, galactic champion. No, I mean that's the name of the comic book. Oh, the name of the comic, galactic <laughs> champions. Oh, I like that. I like that. I went to it. I'm a, I'm a bit to it. Wow, I'm a, I'm a back years. 
Yeah, you oh, did. Shit. You, you made a super callback. So I guess what we could be possibly dealing with here is that someone that had actual contact with these insectoid aliens and they gave him some sort of task that is just fucking, he couldn't mentally handle it because it would involve something so heinous that he wanted to be locked up or unfortunately hey, we're dealing with someone that had some form of sure. a, a, a mental break, yeah. which is terrible. Sure. I, I feel bad for him. You know, or, you know, it, maybe it wasn't that heinous. Maybe it was just... So I mean, it's subjective. Subject, subjectively horrible. It yeah. just seems maybe like not. It, maybe not. I'm, I'm, what, I, what I'm not saying is that it's not heinous, but that maybe right. it's not globally yeah. apocalyptic. You have two okay. cats, right? As pets. No, <laughs> that's the worst thing ever. Eat your pets. You say you have two cats. Eat your pets. Well, that that was his threat. The, like the aliens, are like you got, you got, you got two cats, right? And he's like, no. no, 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 no. But do you that's want, the worst thing ever for but him. But do you want to have three? And then he's like, no more cats, I can't handle it. That's not where I was going. Bit, uh, I, well, I was trying to bring it back to being positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about killing, about killing the cat or whatever. I'm just saying but. it's subjective. Okay, yeah, it could be. It could be. Or it eat could these be. mealworms. No. I don't want to eat mealworms. I mean, worst thing ever. Yeah, they're probably What I would be curious gross. about, what I'm very curious about to this day, is if he died young. If there is some indication that he got into an accident or even more bizarrely disappeared. Because or if he, if he lived a good long life, then they didn't come through with any right. sort of... Or the stress got to him. A heart the, attack? The stress could get to him, yeah. Well, you know... I, I don't know. 44 I mean, look, years old, stress heart attack. He's like, I can't fucking deal with it. The guy from Falkville, the, the sheriff there, I mean, yeah. he his life went to shit after his encounter. Yeah, there's... I'm sure he was skeptical burdened. things. Lasarza yeah. was definitely burdened by the public ridicule, the the just you're that guy. You're that guy forever until you leave. I mean, he probably left the area. Yeah. I'm sure he did not continue working at the no, no, no. like uh like if it was something it, it almost seems like he might be not naive, but maybe more like trusting in people whereas like, well look, you know, here's my story. And maybe they even may have picked up on like he might be having a a a, a, a mental issue. Right. And they just kind of exploited it, which in that case I feel terrible for him because it's that's just fucking terrible to treat someone that way. It's absolutely horrible. I hope that's not the case. I'm going to do a quick Google of his name just to I'm going to I'm going to say that um I'm going to go with that this guy was given the fucking ultimate and you guys are going to appreciate this <laughs> Kobayashi Maru Oh, jeez. Uh, did I use it correctly? The unbeatable s- scenario, yeah. But did I use it? Okay. Sort of. So, he, so he's given the Sorta. ultimate Kobayashi Maru, but you know what he did? He held his ground. He stood firm, and to this day we are here because he did not give in to the goddamn demands he just, he just didn't take the aliens. test at all. He didn't take the test. No, he fucking, he was like, you know what? I'm going to just not do it. Okay. I'm not going to compete. And he didn't do it. Okay. So, Robert? He I'm opted not, out of the Kobayashi Maru. He opted out of the Kobayashi Maru. <laughs> yeah. That's how much I know of Star Trek. <laughs> I want to state, too, that you go through a lot of these stories. Some of it gets a little sketchier. And you, and I, I, I trusted... Uh, what John Keel wrote in his book about mysterious beings and, right. and, and a few other corroborated things, but some of these cases say the thing had six legs and three arms, which would make fucking nine limbs. Or no, boy, that's a weird pair of pants to yeah, wear. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I do not fucking know if this guy has saved us all or just has for some reason we can't fathom. Be it, uh. I don't know what the Canadian CIA is, but like some nefarious government experiment had his mind twisted or just lost his shit. Or if he really saw these giant fucking hell bugs with 
Again, to me, the thing that we haven't really covered much, but that still fascinates me, the unfathomably colored face, which I don't even know how you that deal al- with that logically. It almost sounds like something that is induced by a hallucination. That kind of makes where, me go towards the psych- yeah. uh, psychedelic realm a little not bit. Even, not even so much psychedelic, but well, I guess naturally psychedelic, but if you are suffering from something, if it, you're, you know. If you're dosed, nickel poisoned. Yeah, yeah. And a UFO actually lands <laughs> at the same time, and you're like, I don't understand the colors. Like, what if it was like a really uh, what is up with your benevolent color? species, yeah. and you're just tripping your dick off, and you're also <laughs> fucking poisoned with nickel, and you're like, no. And these things are like, no, we got a cure for cancer. We got a bag of donuts, man. Yeah. He's like, no, I won't do it. We have a I pizza. Can't do it. We have a pizza from the future, and, and they're and like beautiful oh, portraits, but he sees giant fucking rainbow yeah. faced bugs. So what do you think ultimately this is going to come down to? <sighs> well, I don't know. I okay. feel like this one, right. like it happened or it didn't. I don't think there's an in-between right. here. Right. Okay. I oh, You know what? I usually root for it to have happened. Okay. Everyone knows that. I'm the I want to believe kind right. of guy. But this is so sad that I almost hope it didn't. Okay. I hope I All hope right. that... He was hoaxing people because he, I, I thought it, he thought it might be a good way to make a quick buck. Yeah. Write a book. It blew up in his face. He lost his job. He moved somewhere else. Got married. Lived a happy life. Never brought it up again. Okay. That's so you, what I hope. All happened. right. So you're going with that. I went with the Kobayashi Maru. He is keeping mankind alive. Christopher, what do you think? Jesus Christ. Yeah. I I don't know. This one's it's this one's a tough one. It is. I mean, all of them all of them are normally tough, but this one's really tough because it's one or the other. There's not a lot of gray area there. I, there's I, no information. There's not one ounce. There's no eyewitness anything. Nobody else saw anything. Nobody else gathered any evidence. Well, they did. It just wasn't publicized. That's true. The, the Canadian well, Air Force which lens, did. And because it is a part of Operation Ish. Blue Book, well, it was mentioned in Operation Blue Book, it, it, that leads into a whole other fucking charade of bullshit. Yeah, no, as, as we that, were saying earlier, Blue Book becomes a literal shit show yeah, by yeah, the end. It does. Yeah, it is only it there to uh, debunk <clears throat> the idea of of flying saucers. Yeah. And and again, we haven't even talked about it, and, we, and you know, there's no reason to even get into it. There's no... Reason to necessarily think they're extraterrestrials. This could be interdimensional or ultra terrestrial. I mean, if the yeah. ultra terrestrials want to ultimately fuck with us for whatever reason, right. whether it's to grow or if you pass a moral test, or like you say, the Kobayashi Maru, where you have to face a no win scenario and grow from it as a you know a human being who gains confidence knowing sometimes you can't win. If it is one of those fucking things, then this would be a perfect way like to do it. It is like the worst episode of He-Man ever. It's just terrible. <laughs> it's like, well, Cringer, what we He-Man. learned today is sometimes, sometimes you have to lose. Skeletor's yeah. going to win? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes fucking Skeletor's going to fucking get you, and he's going to get the key to Grey Skull in your fucksville. Yeah. There you go. All right, you know what? There you have it. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Kryptonaut Podcast. Because this is such a weird, wonky one, I'm kind of stoked to hear everyone's take on this because our listeners are awesome and they will send us all of their theories Absolutely. and their, their Wikipedia links and all kinds of fun stuff that they send us. So you know what? Send us your thoughts, your ideas about this case and let us know what you think. Um, as always, be sure to rate and review this podcast on the Apple Podcasts and the iTunes apps. It helps us out greatly. Follow us on the social medias, the Instagrams, mm-hmm. the Twitters, the Facebooks. Do it. Um, as I mentioned, top of the show, Instagram, if you get any, uh, if, if you order our pins or you get some T-shirts from Public, be sure to uh, tag us in your Instagram story, and we will restory it and add it into our highlights. I'll figure that out. 
I know you will. I don't get the goddamn Instagram. The Instagram, some of the stuff, I'm like, I'm Googling how to use Instagram for certain things and I can't figure it out. But Call you know a what? teenager. I really yeah. might have to, I might have to get a hold of your niece and nephew because I don't fucking get it. So anyway, there you have it. And we're talking to you soon. Bye. Yeah. Fear the one-eyeds, man. They're sketchy. Jangly, spur-headed if shit's getting, You know what, though? Also, too, and here's a good going out note. If shit is getting weird, address it. And, right? What, what's that, that word? What that, I don't address even, it. Where are you going if shit's with that? Get, if shit is getting weird, address it. Be like, mm. why is shit so weird? Why am I seeing these insectoids? Are they really there? So you're saying what Ennio did or wrong? Am I, or am I he suffering just, he from just nickel poisoning? And just say, all right, pause. Oh. Uh, <laughs> The fuck is wrong? Give yourself you. a timeout and inner inner coach yourself. Give, give yourself a okay. moment to be like, am I have am, am I covered head to toe in nickel? <laughs> am I am I protruding weird fucking cancerous fucking tumors? Or am I actually talking to an insectoid? Give yourself a moment. Take a moment. Take a breath. Breathe in. Breathe out. And then say, what's happening? Wow. It's important. You should be an abductee therapist, been man. Practicing mindfulness and it has not worked. <laughs> oh my god! You sure know the wow. rhetoric, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. That sounded okay. There you have it, and we're talking to you soon. God damn it! Bye. See you later, fuckers. See ya. All right, thank you all for sticking around for the ratings and reviews. Uh, this week we have a, this is actually ends up working out great because this is from Canada, and uh, the title is "It Gets Better Every Week." Five stars from Isabella Rosa MTL, and she goes on to say, "Although I listen to a lot of pods weekly, there aren't many that will make me ignore the chronological order of my feed. These guys do shit." With these entertaining episodes, you'll never know what you'll be learning about next. These aren't the usual stories of aliens and monsters that you hear on every other show. These guys go above and beyond to tell you about all those stories that no one bothers to research because of the rarity of the encounter. Super interesting, fun, and funny. I hope my own comedy podcast gets this good one day. A must listen, all caps. Oh, wow. Point. That is Adorable, thank you. Good job, guys. From the girls of all wine aside. Well, oh, a, all wine I'm going to be listening to that shit immediately. Shit. But B, thank you so much. That's the kind of shit that actually gets us through another week. So this is from the All Wine Aside podcast, and I just recently listened to their Halloween episode, where interestingly enough, they did mention a UFO sighting in Montreal. Really? Yeah. Uh, and Recent actually, one or? Um, I think it was in the 90s, huh. actually. But um, I believe Isabella had reached out and said, you know, if you guys are going to be looking at possibly doing this case, uh, she will provide the French translation for the videos for us. Oh, that's phenomenal. Which is, which is pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah, and legitimately, their podcast is legit. Is super fun. No, I'll be checking like, it out. It's immediately. really good, actually. I, I listened to the Halloween episode, and I was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna subscribe to this right now and listen to That's this all the time." Awesome. So, yeah, nice. it's really cool. Yeah, I was almost gonna propose a drink off. How? What, what does that because mean? Because oh, they God. drink wine and pod, and oh. we, we drink beer and pod. <laughs> so well, we like, drink yeah. beer, whiskey, yeah, sundry maybe, others, maybe, they, maybe a possible wine, beer, pod, pod off. But no, their podcast is awesome. Jeez. Check it out. It's available on iTunes and every place you get your podcast. Uh, and again, that is all wine aside. So thank you very much, Isabella. Thank you indeed. Yeah, absolutely.
Beautiful name, by the way. So, Robert, what do we have from our Facebook page? We have a review from Christopher Ward. Okay. But he likes to be called Chris because that's how we wrote it down on the I page. I often refer to our own Christopher as Chris or Christopher. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. And what Chris has to say is, the guys are hilarious. Thank you. They cover rare and eclectic cryptids. I love that word. Yeah. It's like sitting around with three old friends telling crazy stories. I love this pod. Exclamation All right, point. Cool. And God damn it, we love you. Thank we you, do. Chris. We do. Uh, again, going back to the Apple Podcast apps, easily my favorite podcast, five stars from Farmer Charlie. I love that name, too. Nice. I listen to a ton of weird paranormal type podcasts all day long, and this is by far my favorite. I will admit, it's usually the last podcast I listen to during the day. It's kind of like when you need to watch cartoons after binging horror movies all day. Well, this podcast provides that much needed comical relief after listening to the other weird, creepy stuff all day. Best regards to Big Fucking Lou. Ha! Yeah. Big Fucking Lou. Big Lou. There we go. Big Lou for the life. Sweet. You know what I love about that is that makes me feel like we're the audio equivalent of uh, ice cream sundae dessert and Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, I know. Like the tension's gone, the sweet is on. Because he said he saved it for last, so I'm making the the dessert analogy myself. But I totally love the cartoon analogy, and I've yeah. done it too. Anyone that's watched some scumbag '80s '90s horror films, like say Necromantic or all the filthy shit that we were raised <laughs> Cannibal on, Cannibal Holocaust. So, sometimes you yeah. sometimes you need a little Scooby Doo to fucking wash your eyes. You gotta, you know. What oh you yeah, need? you need some Lionel Richie after Thriller. Oh, absolutely. You, know, you do. That just you do. makes the world okay. Again. Sometimes yeah. you just need Thanks, your palate. You, you, need, you need to cleanse your palate and be. Like you know what, everything is going to work out because if it doesn't, it's we're fucked. But you know what? Yeah, we're going to laugh in the process. Absolutely. There you go. Next review is funny, informative beards. Five stars. <laughs> five so stars true. from Adam C. Weaver. Uh, I've never cared about cryptids, despite being a despite having a big interest in the paranormal, the occult, and conspiracy theories. These guys have changed all that. The stories, the banter, and above all, the humor. Uh, everything comes together to create one of the best podcasts out there in any category. Damn, Jay. I mean, really, though. God damn, man. Are we? Is it, it, are we? No. Are we? Could we? I well, mean, I am. I'm talking to you guys. Do you I think mean, you guys I are? Actually, we're, we're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, seriously, Chris. I mean, wow. I am. But All right. Can I I'm ask just the you know, question amongst friends? Who farted? It's fucking no. rancid right now. Uh, not me. No, I we know smell, we I know his I ass. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> I don't smell anything. Are right, you yeah. sure? I don't know. I don't either. Right, no. I'm, I'm not usually one to call out. No, I'll be the I, first I to admit no. it. You normally hear mine. I don't try to make them silent. So <gasps> it's not. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it was an apparition then. A rotting corpse from. I shouldn't that beer you just opened. <sighs> yeah, is is your beer so? No, no, no. It smells like a fart. No, you positive? Doesn't smell like a fart. Okay. Does my beer smell like a fucking fart? Smell it. It smells like. Trash, but it's it well, shitty fart. beer, but it doesn't mean it's a fart. Okay, so, no. all right, so we're going to close this out with a pretty interesting email that I received today because I am subscribed to various services that let us know our chart standing in in, in various podcast platforms. Does so that make sense? This isn't a review. This is a whole. No, other this thing. is not a review, but we have officially broke into the one hundred top in a certain category. Oh yeah. So we are currently um, number. Um, let's. For this one here, we're going to say we are in the top 170, around the 70 era. <laughs> For Spotify, Hungaria, education. Oh. What? Hungarian, you mean? Education? No, read that. Hungaria. That's what I said. I'm like, Hungaria? How does Hungaria make any fucking sense? Because it doesn't. 
All right. Yeah, no, it's Hungaria. Okay, so that 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 brings this service. Uh, wait, not name are we it. we're are we part of the edu- educational system of Hungary? I hope not. Because <laughs> well, are, we're doing really good or really are, fucking bad. One are, of the two. are we worth credit? Okay, okay. <laughs> Dear we, Hungary. Yeah, yeah. First, learn to spell your name. Yep. We. This Be, is not Common it Core. Said, hung, it said Hungaria. Hungaria. But I'm it like, says we're 72 in Lithuanian stories. Exactly. So we have broken to the top 100 in. In in Hungary, in Lithuania, for various storytelling purposes, on Spotify. Okay, storytelling sure we're bards. I get it. Yeah, no, I mean, and we have a lot of blood links to the former Eastern Bloc. Okay, Kristen, do you have? I I have none. Okay, yes, Eastern European. I've got I've got Russian blood. I've got uh, Ukrainian blood. It turns out, but But I'm an American mongrel. Yeah, yeah. Everything as we all are. Stoked that we broke the top 100 on something because there we are. If if you're in Hungary or or Lithuania, you know what? Get a hold of us and, and tell us what's up because yeah. uh, thanks. And plus, it's cool. you know, I, I am literally, I don't know if I've ever written a single article about a cryptid and or alien encounter from either Lithuania or Hungary. Yeah. So <laughs> if there's some good stories, be it folkloric, more modern cases, send that shit to us because yeah, totally. I would love to explore totally. that. That's awesome. So Jeez. thank you to our listeners in Hungary and Lithuania for putting us into the top 100 in Spotify. Um, I mean, jeez, all right. As far as educational and stories, like I don't know, I, I don't want to be religion. Yeah, I'm not ready. Yeah, I would question <laughs> that, but you know what? Thank you. You know, we Thank are fact based, opinion fueled. <clears throat> totally. And we'll always that, that's our catch sort of on fact based, opinion fueled. So really, we're just we're relating historical events. We're powered to the by best of our ability. We are powered by beer there that maybe never happened. Totally. <laughs> yeah, possibly, yeah. And isn't that all of history, really? That never happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. George Washington lied all the time. All right, so there you go. There are your ratings and reviews for the week. Be sure to hit us up again on the socials, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Be sure to leave your ratings and reviews, and we will eventually get to them on the iTunes and the Apple Podcast apps. And we'll be talking to you soon. See you later. Totes. Cannot wait. Goodbye, my friends. The household coming out of the new world. I know. I hate that you shit, but it, know but it also how makes me nostalgic. I, I don't know why. Wow, through the flowers, I can drink. I don't even know the words. Michael Perez, first remember, feels so mean. No one's gonna tell me from my love that's blind. Where do the dogs are across the line? On the dark side. I don't know if you're gonna hear those. Jesus, no, that's amazing. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh god, I do love that movie though. According to the files of Project Blue Book, a young immigrant miner had an all-too-close encounter with a trio of colossal cycloptic insectoid creatures whose appearance in secret message were so disturbing that the eyewitnesses passed. The eyewitness. Just yeah, one. Yeah, I know. God damn it. God bless you. You're doing yeah. so good. Son of a bitch. The you eyewitnesses know, you, passed. You've had a reading. Yeah, passed no. on. <laughs> <laughs> you, you literally died. This is what happens when You know what? I, we're watching you overcome obstacles no. in real time, and yeah, I love it's that. It's called sobriety. That's what it is. It's called being sober. Oh, who needs that? Oh, That's God. for suckers. I, told, I text messaged Chris this morning. I'm like, dude, I ate an edible. I'm hitting the vape pen. I'm going upriver to Cambodia. And now you're here. And now I was no, I was already upriver. I was already there. Now I'm back. It was. Oh. It, was, it, was, it, was it was. It was a weird conversation. I got yeah. done. I'm like, I don't know what just happened. Yeah. 
Oh, bless your heart. I'm just like we got things to do tomorrow, so keep it keep it simmer. Yeah, tomorrow we're going to see at the gates, and he's like, keep it together. I'm like, I, I, I don't know if I can anymore. I don't think it's together anymore. I Chris. forgot you guys I are think, going to the rock show. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't yeah. wait. To-